The Weekly Harvest, an in-depth look at the Brandon Weekings and the WHL. Washman trying to come up with it for Allison. Here's Allison right in front. He scores! Brandon Jr. Hockey fans, you've waited two decades for this. In the league's 50th anniversary, your Wheat Kings are the champions. Hey, good week once again. Welcome to episode 57 of the Weekly Harvest Podcast, presented by Coors Light, the official beer of the brand of Wheat Kings. Please drink responsibly. Weekly Harvest, the exclusive home at Q Country FM. Q Country, the home to all things Wheat Kings. It is Westman's best country. I'm Chris Falco. He's Brandon Crow. Crow, how are you this week, bud? Oh, I'm great. I got the Jets game over my shoulder. I got the Vegas game going on on a separate screen in front of me, getting set for that one uh, a little later on. Uh, man, it's the best time of year. Watch the Jays this afternoon. A little bit of playoff hockey. How about that Jets comeback last night? Uh, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. When it was 4-1, I just started doing my kind of household duties, trying to tidy things up and really stop paying attention. And then, bang, they were right back in it. Imagine if that place was full. Imagine if that arena was full oh, for that comeback. Yeah, no, I, I, we, we actually had, uh, I, I had a text talk conversation with a few buddies about that. That place would have been absolutely bonkers, more so than than ever would have been. Um, especially because, like, if if you just take that in a normal moment, as if COVID didn't happen, that moment would have been one of the biggest moments in Jet history. But if you were to factor in the fact that it would have been like the U.S. is, where it's the first event after everything and people want to get back to normal, it, it just would have been people losing their, their damn minds, quite frankly. It would have been amazing. <laughs> it would have been absolutely amazing. Uh, but seeing what's happening in the in, in the U.S. and knowing that, uh, you know, there was that good news out of, out of uh, Quebec with Montreal, that if that series can go to uh, sixth game, that they're going to allow fans uh, in the Bell MTS Center in Montreal. So that would be the first time that's happened in a Canadian market. Uh, very exciting news as we look towards the fall. And, you know, that's like, like that's one of the big things now is, uh, you know, like the fact that we're in the offseason, we're not going to have a whole lot to talk about until we kind of know what that plan is. If that happens, we can for sure throughout the summer, we're going to come on and we can let people know. But uh, for the time being, that's kind of the way it's going to be is we're just going to be hopeful that by fall, everything is going to begin a little bit back to, to what normal is with the vaccination rollout and uh, it's just been awesome to see. I mean, you talked about how being ready for the Vegas uh, game. Uh, all those American series, I've been so into it just for the crowds, just for the fact that there's been people in all those buildings and even all the non-traditional markets, their fans are just going crazy because it's trying to get back to just somewhat normal life again. And it's just awesome to see. I've been loving it. Like, you know how, and, and you've got two boys. We've talked about them before, Jude and Briar. Like, take Briar and, like, lock him in his room for, like, 24 hours straight. When he comes out of that room, he's going to be buzzing like the Tasmanian devil. And that is exactly what these American hockey fans are like. Uh, when you look at, like, Nashville. Hold on, Crow. You've, you've met him. Guys? You know it does not take anywhere near 24 hours. <laughs> it takes about five minutes, and he's ready to go again. So I've seen Briar, like, halfway through a bag of popcorn just lose his mind and, <laughs> and go bananas at the rink. So uh, the NFL guys in Nashville, like uh, the offensive linemen for the Tennessee Titans, they're, like, chugging beers, crushing them on their head, doing the stone cold. Steve Pulling the jersey off, whipping it around. Yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And I, I can't I wait love it. Uh, to get back. I mean, at this point, I, I mean, I, I'm always I'm always a fan of sports. I like going to games, but I've never been like a hoot holler, you know, jersey waving kind of fan. 
I might be that first time I get a chance, whether it's a CFL stadium, whether it's a gold eyes game, whether it's an NHL arena, whatever, I I'm going to be a fan. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to let loose. I might have a few uh, adult beverages and have a real time because uh, we deserve it after all of the um, crap we're going through here in, in Manitoba and in Canada. It'd be nice to have a, a real nice uh, release. So hopefully the Jets can uh, keep winning and maybe, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with fans in the if they get to the final or get to that kind of conference final. So uh, speaking of fans, boy, if you're a fan of Team Canada right now, ey, tough sledding for Braden Schneider and the Canadians. Their third straight loss, 3-1 to Germany. They are now on the brink of not making the quarterfinals for the first time in world championship history. They've been outscored 10 to 2. They cannot score a goal to save their life. It's been a struggle, but it's been nice to see Brayden Schneider. He's played in all three games. Doesn't have a point yet, but pretty cool to see him out there with all those big names wearing that Canada sweater. Yeah, that's uh, the, it has been chaos though across the board. To be fair, like it, it, I don't know what's going on this year, but it, it's not just Canada. It, it, it's Russia. It's uh, it's the uh, Sweden. Some of the other powerhouses they're losing to teams that they just never ever lose to. Uh, I don't know what's happening Borat over there. It is Borat it, would be pumped. Kazakhstan <laughs> won twice. They won two games. It is. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about it. It is honestly just absolute chaos over there. Um, I kind of love to see it in like the watch the world burn kind of way. It's just like I, I, I at this point cheering cheering for Schneider and Team Canada, of course, because of national pride. But if it's going to be anybody, let's let's hope it's like one of those crazy underdogs like Kazakhstan. Like you know, let's let's all root uh, uh, like uh, like when Belarus made the <laughs> made the the quarters oh, or seventies, whatever it was in the Olympics in Salt Lake versus Canada. A bunch of people started uh, not in Canada, of course, but others took on Belarus as their new favorite team. Was for making it that far, whoever that is uh, in the in the in the double IHF this year, I'd be totally on board with cheering for for like a total underdog story. Um, yeah, but national pride, man, that one kind of hurts just to just to lose those countries so far. Hopefully, the guys can turn it around and pull it off here. Because um, yeah, that's uh, so far in the games. Have you have you watched most of it? Because honestly, I've yeah. o- I've only watched a total of three and a half periods of it, so I've not by by any means seen seen all of it, but. What I've seen has not been all that great. Um, so, I watched the Latvia game, which was a tournament opener. Canada lost it two nothing. And to be honest with you, compared to the NHL action going on, it's been a bit of a snooze fest. I'll be honest with you. And it's tough because you got all these great games going on in the NHL, and then those games are kind of at like eleven thirty on a weekday morning because of the time change in Latvia. So it's been tough to follow along. But uh, uh, it's yeah, yeah, from a that's why during the periods, I've watched it like during like my lunch breaks and stuff, and then caught yeah. up a little bit uh, after on PVR. But you know, fast forwarding through some of it when you kind of get spoiler alert work working in working in the hockey world, and you're on Twitter, of course, and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, hopefully hopefully they can they can turn around as of this podcast. Um, not not looking great, but uh, hopefully we can we can eat crow. And uh, we won't have to talk about it, uh, and we can we can forget when we we slag the team and they turn it around and come back and they surprise us all and they end up winning gold. So hopefully, it's uh, it's a kind of a, a strange time of year. And as you mentioned, we're we're gonna we're calling this the season finale. Uh, we're gonna do if we have to, you know, we might throw one together after the import draft, uh, which is coming up on June thirtieth. Uh, Brandon will likely make a couple of selections, uh, maybe just one, depending on Yaroslav Busijin coming over from Russia 
Uh, obviously, that'll be determined uh, moving closer to that. Uh, depending on what happens to the NHL draft, which is July 23rd and 24th, uh, we may do a little emergency pod then if any Weekings hear their name called. So uh, other than that, we're going to just kind of ride out the summer. I mean, you've got a couple of young boys going on. I've got a lot going on as well. We're going to just kind of hang our hats up, take a bit of a break and come back. Uh, but speaking of hanging their hats, one guy who's been a mainstay with the Weekings organization for 30 plus years Rick Dillabo is officially retiring, and and some of you going a long ways back might remember him as the voice of the team and the sports guy on CKLQ. Others might remember him as the, as the ticket guy, and other guys might remember him doing public address and all sorts of other jobs. I think the only thing he probably didn't do was wear the Willie costume, and I wouldn't put it past him if he didn't wear it a time or two uh, in his job. Uh, but certainly we want to wish Rick Dillabo all the best in his retirement. Uh, he has been kind of the, the main key cog in the business wheel for the Brandon Wheat Kings for a long time. And you work with him on a daily basis. Uh, it's going to be a lot uh, different in that office without Dilly's booming voice uh, echoing through the walls. Uh, Dilly, Crow brought this up. I didn't. Dilly hates the attention, right? So, like, he he doesn't want, uh, you know, like like a whole lot of fanfare. I could honestly, I I could talk about that man for an entire podcast with Dilly stories, um, and uh, he has been just. I'll, I'll say this: he has been uh, an incredible man to to work for. Uh, it was him and Krim who hired me uh, to come on with the Wee Kings. Uh, I've been trying to get him on the pod here with us. <laughs> for ever since we started because in his 30 plus years he has done so much and all the stories and i mean for years it was it was him and Krim and lynn on the business side who was building this thing up the weekings were not in a good spot when he came on here in the late 80s and the early 90s i mean the the People who know the real history of the team and you know how close it came to the to the weekend is leaving and the people who stepped in and helped save it um, and then there was n- numerous people and that eventually led uh, to Kelly McCrimmon taking part ownership and eventually full ownership and it's just to to know that that he was there and now after the sale that uh, you know you're losing another another piece of that of that uh, of that you know the the legacy of the of the franchise who's just been there for so long it, it really is going to be very strange going into the office uh, when he's when he, when he's when he's not there it's going to be it's going to be a lot quieter in the office when he's not there uh in 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 both a good and a very bad way so i'm gonna i'm, I'm, I'm gonna miss him i can talk about him a lot on here uh but uh just uh and i'm and i'm gonna do something for him later i there's gotta be something done for him we gotta convince him even just to come on here and just have a little segment next year for like dilly seg you know dilly stories or something <laughs> like he's just he's 30 years of informational wealth that and, and he's 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 a wee king fan he grew up a wee king fan so to to get to work with someone who you know le- like me grew up l- loving this team and then eventually coming to work for it and the pride that he's put into it and uh, the level of care de- definitely gonna miss him around there for sure and it's funny, uh, so my father-in-law and Rick grew up together. They were best buddies uh, growing up. And, and it's funny, I, we were, I was talking to my father-in-law, Dwight, uh, about Rick when he made the announcement. He said that back in the day when they were young kids and they'd be playing street hockey in front of Dilly's parents' house here in Verdon, they, his parents still live in the same house and they're still big Wheat King supporters. They'd be playing road hockey 
And Dilly would just stop playing and he'd go sit on the side and start doing the play-by-play of the road hockey games <laughs> back in like the 70s. Uh, so like they knew that Dil- Dilly knew that he wasn't, you know, going to the NHL as a player and, and wasn't going to play for the Brandon Weekings as a player. But he ultimately got there and got his foot in the door as a radio guy, kind of uh, a childhood dream for him. So, uh, yeah, we won't go on too long because we know he hates it, but uh, we do want to say uh, all the best to him. We know he's a big baseball fan and Hopefully his his uh, glory years in retirement can include lots of Major League Baseball games, lots of Gold Eyes games, and uh, plenty of time out with the horses in the back. So the Oakland days. Uh, congrats on a great year, great career. Uh, so as we move towards you know talking about the year end wrap up and us wrapping up here, one of the big things for the club is all the year end content that we get to celebrate the year that was, and of course it was a fantastic year. The Subway Cup Championship, Brandon Weekings, so or Subway Cup champion, Brandon Weekings on championship, championship winning. So this uh, this year we've been having a little bit of fun with some of the year end highlights, including the goal of the year campaign. So if you've not seen this yet, if you go online check it out, it's at weekings.com. It, if you just go there, you can see it right away. It's all over the place. But weekings.com slash goal of the year. And on there, it's all of the eight first round matchups. So we took what we consider to be the top 16 goals scored in the hub from your Brandon Weekings. And of that, we're doing a tournament bracket. One of them is the Fowler Nissan. One of them is the Fowler Hyundai bracket. And you can go and you can vote for all of the first round matchups right now. And then coming up shortly, by the time this drops, still got a couple of days. But by the end of this week, it's going to be moving on to, to round two and then we're going to have the, the the championship bracket after that so have your voice heard make sure you vote it is the goal of the year and then after that uh, we're just going to tell people that yes the the awards are coming uh, for for both us and and for the whl all that stuff is happening at the end of may and beginning of june there's a lot of important dates coming up crow here uh that uh, there's uh, uh, not just with awards but with the with the draft and with the with the lottery so late may early June is definitely going to be a busy time for Weeking fans uh, and they of course can uh, stay on top of all that information on our social media feed and on the website as well at weekings.com and uh, lastly but talking about it last week uh, the AHL Pacific Division playoffs Henderson continues to roll uh, Kale Clegg they're done Colorado they're done Tucson they're done so Ben McCartney Luke, Luca Burrs Kale Clegg they're all done but Logan Thompson and Reed Duke and Yuri Patera continue to ride on with the Henderson Silver Knights. I believe they're taking on Bakersfield now, the uh, uh, AHL team, the Edmonton Oilers. So, again, you can check that out. Uh, the AHL has a great TV viewing platform, and you can subscribe to that at theahl.com and watch uh, LT and uh, Duker uh, with Henderson uh, as they push for a Pacific Division title. Very similar to the Subway Cup, because uh, at the end of it, that's it. Um, that's all they're going to do is be the division champion. So, I do want to ask you a question because I've asked this before and I asked this in the hub and not a single person could give me a straight answer. The banner for winning the East has always traditionally been red. And we've joked about this before. Have they shown or tipped their cap as to whether or not the, the rumors of it being subway colored are true or, or will the team have a choice of going back to the traditional red? Have you seen anything on this yet? This is uh, probably the perfect time to talk about this on the season finale because this will be one of the cliffhangers. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> they have not told us yet. Uh, I mean, you would think with my role on the team that if anybody would know, I would probably know, and I don't I don't know. I haven't been on any of the emails. I haven't seen it yet. The actual Subway Cup came back with the team, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you one guess where the Subway Cup is. 
right now in the building before we go on, actually? Oh, in the building? Sub- okay. Because it should be somewhere, but it's it it's not. It's somewhere else. So I'm going to give you a guess where it is. I, I'm going to assume that it's on top of Scooter's mini fridge in the equipment room, surrounded by like Subway wrappers from him eating lunch out every day. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. You are absolutely bang on minus the wrappers. <laughs> you would think that I that think would be, you know, on display with the other trophies up in the office and all nice. No, but Scooter's got it. It was, I guess it was, it was his accomplishment. So it's in his room. So, uh, but I'm, I mean, to be fair, like the office is closed. It's not like there's any way to show it off to you anyway right now, but that's all I've seen is just that cup. So I don't know where the banner is. Uh, again, like I've said in the podcast before, I would imagine if it is like a subway green banner, it's something we might do somewhere else, but I can't see us putting that in the rafters, but I don't know. Who knows? That'll be a total cliffhanger. So when the fans, uh, when the fans show up to that game, we, we might not even tease it what it is beforehand. We might actually play that up into it as what's it going to be green or red. And you won't know until we actually unveil it. That would be actually pretty fun to even keep that a secret and people have to, to be there. And then, Boom, 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 sparkles go off, fireworks, and there's the new banner in the rafters. So that's going to be a cliffhanger until the, Cliff, in, until next that's fall. That's what they call a cliffhanger. Um, I do want to say a couple of uh, thank yous before we go on any further and kind of wrap up here. Uh, big thanks to you uh, for all the technical side of this. Uh, a lot of people don't realize, you know, they think a podcast is just to click record. Well, there's a lot more that goes into it. You do all the technical stuff because, A, you have the ability to do it with the technology, and, B, you're just better at it than I am. So uh, thanks for that. Uh, I know you've got a ton going on. You're balancing a dog, two boys, uh, all sorts of things, a career, everything else. And you may, we make time to do it. So uh, great job, as always, on this season and you know the last 57 episodes. Uh, the girls at Westman Communications Group, uh, you know Courtney, Bailey, Tammy especially. Tammy Kerpeel does a great job with all our graphics. Corey Morish as well. He kind of uh, tweaks everything for the radio, makes sure everything's good. Of course, uh, my wife, Brandy, she's part of that marketing team as well. Ashley Ham, uh, who uh, we know that it's tied together. You know, Ashley Ham's married to Kyle Ham, who is Chris Dingman's billet. And we heard about that story about that's why Chris Damon was so angry was because Kyle was a terrible baby <laughs> and wouldn't let him sleep. Um, but uh, lots more. Uh, John Quayle for you know, Vern, everybody at Westman. Uh, thanks for all the help, guys. I mean, it, it wouldn't be possible to put this together and get it out there without you. 10,000 downloads. Uh, we made it. I think it's high. We got into the top 50 for sure of uh, Canadian content. And next year, uh, you know, you and I have a lot of ideas. We want to push this even farther and see where we can take it. So, uh, thanks to all the people on the back end of this that don't really get a ton of credit uh, and our fans. Um, you know, we got some great fans that are listeners every week. Uh, Dan Block, he listens every week. He's the best. Uh, Aaron White, um, you know, Matt Caskey, there's a ton of guys that send emails, texts, tweets, everything else. So uh, thanks for sticking with us. I know it's been strange, but uh, it's nice to know that there are people listening and people, Week King fans that want to know what's going on and just kind of sit around and hang out. So uh, thanks to that. And of course, to Coors Light. The official beer of the brand of Wheat Kings. Tip of the cap to them. I got my nice uh, Drumheller Dragons koozie that I got from Pete Gerlinger. Of course, he played for the Dragons back in the day. So, uh, yeah, those are my thank yous. Uh, it's been fun. And uh, I really I can't wait to get this summer over with because I can't wait to see Wheat King fans again uh, in the building and hear that goal horn. It's funny. Uh, I live about, I would say, it's about four miles from the train tracks here. And I'll be working outside, and I'll hear the train horn, and I, I think about the Weekings. It's weird, the connection. So uh, looking forward to it. Really, really looking forward to getting back in the building, whenever that may be. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be amazing. And at that time, too, 
for Wee King fans, like it, it's going to be not only the incredible amount of time in between experiencing a Wee King game, but you've also got it, it's going to be like a completely new experience for so many other different reasons because you have the new ownership. You're going to have basically like half of the team is going to be different almost by the time, again, they, they see this team on the ice. March 7th, 2019 to probably October sometime 2021. Right. Like there is there is uh, a, a lot for Wee King fans to be excited for because there is so much uh, just unknown and 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 to get back into that uh, to 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 go on to your thank yous. Um, I just I, I, I was just, well, I'm not going to go on another list. I'll just also just reiterate. Yes, thank you to all those people who helped make it happen. Thank you for 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 helping find the guests and making it so easy. I mean, some weeks I just kind of have to show up and hit record and make sure the levels are somewhat decent and and editing is is a breeze. Other weeks we we definitely are not anywhere near our game. <laughs> it takes yes a little more time, but it's all good. We do have some some hopefully bigger and better ideas moving on into in the next season. Uh as part of just a, a, a lot of stuff that we just uh, don't know as we as we as we head into the future, but uh, I, I I know that we've talked about this uh, quite a bit in the last little bit, me and you. I am just so much more excited for the future of of the team and what we're going to be able to do and how it's going to be for the fans now than I was last year at this time uh when everything was going on and it was so uncertain and we were just hoping we'd be back in the fall uh and there were so many questions how it was going on um now for whatever reason just this time i'm just i'm so much more excited for us to have this summer for us to um get ready and when hopefully the fall rolls around like 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 we we keep open like everything else opening up boom we're right back into it and we can we can fully go and uh i just want to Hopefully, just tell the fans to buckle up because it's going to be a lot of fun if everything can work out the way it should. And I will wrap up with a funny story. Remember how last week I said, you know, we were talking about your boys in baseball and scheduling and everything. And now I said it's great because last week when we recorded, Randy said, hey, I want to go for a hike tonight with the dogs. Do you want to come? And I said, oh, nope, sorry. got to record the podcast. Well, today, perfect example. She says, hey, I'm planting the garden tonight. I said, sorry, can't help you. I got the podcast. So I'm going to need some help coming up with excuses for the next three months while we get through this. Well, I no longer yeah. have that excuse that I can use in the bag. And I've used it kind of sometimes to help get the boys to bed on time. Where it's like, <laughs> you know, boys, it's a podcast night. We, re- we record at nine. You got to go to bed tonight. Briar, you can't come out. You got to go to sleep. Uh, now, yeah, maybe I'll just have to straight up lie to him. Like, hey, it's a podcast night. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not listening to the podcast. No. Yeah, he Let's won't know. He won't know. Man, that is the podcast like every night in the summer. This is weird. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's doing it more and more. Uh, what, well, whatever makes it fun. Yeah, whatever people are doing this summer, uh, you know, we're talking about the boys and the baseball schedules. That's not happening now. So uh, however people are, are, you know, are, are spending their time, uh, I know that we have been doing, surprise, surprise, a lot of fishing and a lot of just kind of outdoor adventuring. We've been taking to some creeks even and just literally because the water is so low, 
you can just wander these creeks and they're so small that you're walking on rock beds and finding cool things along the way. The boys are having a whole lot of fun. So we're just trying to get out and, 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 and enjoy nature at least and, and do what we can because of all the, all the restrictions. I know it's bumming them out every time we talk about, you know, even them not being able to go like to the store right now, right? Like one person per household, uh, with all the sports shut down with, with, with the schools and the, and the remote learning, it's hard on them. So I know that we're trying to do, like I said, our best to get outside in the last two days in this long weekend here, Crow, me and the boys have been Creek adventuring. We've been fishing. We went rollerblading, jogging, and we went for a bike ride. I am ex- I am exhausted. I am so tired that I'm actually very glad that we don't have a guest here tonight that we have to be super, you know, intentive with and and, and then have good questions because it's it's a long weekend Monday night and here we are talking about the pod and we're doing it it'll be nice to not have to worry about this for the summer for sure so we can just worry about that i'm just going to spend a lot of time like that with the boys we're going to have a whole lot of fun doing like you know some outside stuff uh the only thing we didn't get to do this weekend that i really want to because the wind was so high was was what was get the kayaks out uh but besides that this was like pretty much a perfect weekend around Westman, uh as at least as good as it can be in the in all the conditions that it is right now so i hope that all the listeners are trying to take advantage of, uh, of the beautiful uh beautiful area that we live in and of course you know no matter where you are there's going to be places you can hopefully get outside and hopefully experience it but uh west man is an area like no other i love it yeah it's great uh you mentioned it it's all about the self-care and and taking care of your mental health right now and now that it's summertime you got to get out uh I, i'm still working out at the verdon wellview golf course and i know the golf rules are a little different right now but you know weeking fence uh course is looking good out here so if you if you're looking to get out of the city maybe and come out to Verdon and swing the sticks uh chances are you'll run into me stop in say hi talk hockey uh, you've got our twitter handles uh the email q weekly at gmail.com send us a note let us know what's going on and uh, if you have any questions you know we're, we're pretty much open books so uh there's lots going on and uh you know we hope you enjoy your summer thanks for supporting us and we'll uh, we'll keep you abreast of all the things that are coming up here in waking world because uh, as chris said uh, buckle up. It's going to be a whole new era rolling in when the curtain comes up on the 2021-2022 season. So thanks for everything and uh, enjoy your summer. Until then, have a good one. Cheers. Be sure to follow Q Country and the Wee Kings on Twitter and Facebook for all your Brandon Wee Kings news. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Harvest. Weekly Harvest.